0: Hello, my friends, and welcome to Friday, March 12th, Uh, and uh, welcome to the Cup of Joe podcast. Um, Again, wherever you are, however you are, I I hope you feel and know of God's great love and nearness to you here today. Uh, So for our last day of the week this week, let's step away from the gospel, even though it's a really good one. Uh, and uh, certainly it goes along with our first reading. But let's read from our first reading today. It's the prophet Hosea. And I want to share a little bit about what prophets are, about who Hosea was, and then look a little bit at his message today, Uh, because I'm a big fan, a big fan of the prophet Hosea. So, uh, okay, we are going to look at Hosea 14, uh, verses 2 to 10. So let's dive in and see what Hosea has for us as we break open God's word together this morning. A reading from the book of the prophet Hosea. Thus says the Lord, return, O Israel, to the Lord your God. You have collapsed through your guilt. Take with you words and return to the Lord. Say to him, forgive all iniquity. And receive what is good that we may render as offerings the bullocks from our stalls. Assyria will not save us, nor shall we have horses to mount. We shall say no more, Our God, to the work of our hands, for in you the orphan finds compassion. I will heal their defection, says the Lord, I will love them freely. For my wrath is turned away from them. I will be like the dew for Israel. He shall blossom like the lily. He shall strike root like the Lebanon cedar and put forth his shoots. His splendor shall be like the olive tree, and his fragrance like the Lebanon cedar. Again, they shall dwell in his shade and raise grain. They shall blossom like the vine, and his fame shall be like the wine of Lebanon. Ephraim, What more has he to do with idols? I have humbled him, but I will prosper him. I am like a verdant cypress tree. Because of me, you bear fruit. Let him who is wise understand these things. Let him who is prudent know them. Straight are the paths of the Lord. In them the just walk. But sinners stumble in them. My friends, the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, a lot of that just seems to be like prophet speak, doesn't it? You know, using that imagery of vines and roots and Lebanon. I mean, what do we know about Lebanon? Not darn much, I'll tell you that. No, but here's what I want to talk about. Again, uh, and, and, and I've said this before, that the Jewish people are to be commended to such a great degree for keeping the work of the prophets in their sacred literature. Now, when many of us hear the word prophet, again, I think it's easy for us to think of a, a fortune teller, that idea, a future teller, somebody who says, thus says the Lord, you know, the, the virgin shall bear the uh, a child and, and he shall be called Emmanuel and forecasting Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was Isaiah 7, of course, forecasting Uh, years ahead to the birth of Christ. All true, by the way. But it also uh, says something about the here and now for the people of Israel. It's it's a both and. Prophets were not, I want to say that again, prophets were not primarily tellers of the future. What they were was namers of the present reality. Now you say, well, that's not that tough of a job. But it is, brothers and sisters, it is. Because then as now, what happens is our countries, our communities, our churches, we grow up around illusion and myth. And we will uh, wrap ourselves within this illusion and myth So we can feel good about ourselves. And usually in that illusion and myth, it does not have our dark side, our shadow side. It just speaks of how good we are as a people and how good our history is. And and we must be God's chosen here and now. But a prophet, basically a prophet holds a mirror up to the reality of the now and says, you're not being honest with who you are and who we are. And, and think of, of a prophet is the one who carries the pin and bursts the balloon. Um, their intent is not to bring people down by, by any means. Hear me well on that. Their intent is to say, okay, let's stop with our illusion. Let's stop with burying our heads in the sand. Let's stop pretending we are something that we are not. And let's look at ourselves honestly, because only when we look at ourselves honestly, can we come to some type of a new place? Can we turn around to use that image? Can we repent? And a prophet always speaks on behalf of God. They do not speak on their own, Uh, through words, through this connection uh, uh, with God, they have come to an understanding of this reality and through God's power, they bring this reality to those in power. A prophet speaks truth to power. Now, was it easy to be a prophet? No, of course not. Because who wants to have their illusions broken? You as an individual, me as an individual, we're no different than countries, churches, communities. We surround ourselves with with illusion too, in order that we may think, you know, better of us, perhaps. You know, not that we need to think bad of others, but but that oh, you know, I I I must be this good person in in A B C D and E ways, uh, and we don't necessarily look at our own shadow side and embrace that as well. And those prophets in our midst are those ones who say, you know, yeah, Joe, you are this, but you're also this. Do you, do you own that? Do you lean into that? Do you, do you claim that? And how often do we like hearing that in our life? It can make us defensive. It can make us instantly crabby. And we can lash out on our lesser days. That's what happened to prophets. Ask Jeremiah. He didn't want to be one. You duped me, O oh Lord, and I allowed myself to be duped. You know, um, uh, he, he was thrown into a pit. Um, prophets were killed. You know, Jesus claims it and talks about it. How are oh, you hypocritical generation? You, you built the tombs uh, of, of the prophets that your own parents killed. Uh, but now later, you know, you embrace them when they're dead. But when they're alive and telling you the truth, you don't like it. Think the emperor has no clothes. That's what a national illusion is. That's what a, a communal, whatever that community is, illusion is. And, and it's that, that we, we even though we all may know it, we all know the emperor is walking around without any clothes, but we don't have the, the strength or the courage or the wherewithal to name that until the little boy does. And once the truth is spoken, It's like we all can breathe and say, yeah, that's the truth. So, gosh, that was all like a preamble of of the reading we just read. So Hosea, who was Hosea? Why do I love Hosea? Um, You know, just last night we had a reconciliation service and our first song was the song called Hosea, uh, of course, taken from his work, his prophetic, uh, you know, um, words and actions, by the way. And it starts off this way. You've heard it before. Come back to me with all your heart. Don't let fear keep us apart. Wonderful, wonderful, you know, um, song, and and has so many more words that are so good. But it's this this idea of coming back, come back, come back. So Hosea. Uh, lived about uh, 700 plus some years before the, the birth of Christ, before Christ came. Was speaking to the northern kingdoms, so was speaking to Israel. Remember Israel after the reign of King Solomon, about a thousand years before Jesus, broke into two kingdoms, Israel in the north and Judah in the south. And, uh, and uh, Hosea is speaking to, to Israel in the north. And he's saying, listen, stop. Uh, relying on your own power, and and I'll show you a couple places where he does it right in here, in this reading. Um, but the sins of the, the people of Israel and of Judah, by the way, are, are, and 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 all the prophets, not just Hosea. You know, look at Isaiah. Look at not Hosea. Look at Isaiah. Look at look at Ezekiel. Look at, at Jeremiah. Look at you know, um, Malachi, Haggai, Zechariah, any of them. Uh, and, and they're going to fall basically into two categories, that we are relying on our own power and or the power of an ally against someone who's going to come and maraud us. So we're relying on our own or another's power at, for our security, or we are falling into the sexual sins of the pagans uh, and the, the Philistines and and others in our area. Because uh, we intermarried, when we took the the holy Land, when we took the land, um, we left some of the others in there, and uh, we intermarried with them and took on their customs, you know, uh, and and some of those were sexual customs, again, all of that. Uh, and so it looked to be an adulterous thing. So Hosea spoke to the northern kingdom when Assyria was a major power, Assyria, northern Iraq, by the way. Uh, when Assyria was a major power and was coming to destroy them. And Hosea, what God said, I, I, gosh, I know I'm, I'm going long. Oh, it's so good. I want you to know this stuff. God asked Hosea to marry an adulterous woman. Some people say a prostitute, maybe that's the truth, but, but an unfaithful woman. Now, it didn't mean she was adulterous before he married her, but he knew when he married her, she would be unfaithful. So he married her, and then uh, she uh, was um, unfaithful to him with another. And God said, Take her back. And so he did. And uh, then she became unfaithful again and wandered and looked away. And God said, Take her back. And he did. And, and that was the, the pattern. And also they had children together and they named them, Hosea named them names and I, and I don't have them in front of me, but uh, names that were part of uh, the, the terrible history of Israel before them. Times when they have faltered and fallen and forgotten who they were and forgotten who God was and, and God's presence in them. And so this way, Hosea didn't just speak words and say, thus says the Lord, although he did today, right? It was the first words that he spoke, but he acted in a way that says, look at who you are. He, as in Hosea, takes on the role of God in this relationship, wedding and reaching out to the unfaithful one and the unfaithful one constantly turning away and looking elsewhere for life. And and that, of course, the wife takes on the role of Israel and constantly uh, as, as God tells Hosea, take her back. It's like God taking us back. Even in our unfaithfulness, he reminds them, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back. Even though in the midst of it, I know who you are because my children are named after these horrendous occasions when you were unfaithful to me. Uh, and it reminds, again, it's a way of holding up a mirror to Israel. Remember, we can't just say we are these good people. Look at the names of these children and times we have done poorly. It'd be like saying, I'm going to, Renee and I are going to name my child Milai. And, and the next child will be re- named Jim Crow. And the next child will be named, you know, whatever. Um, it, it, th- those, are, those are the issues. Because they, they put in front of us, this is who we are too. It's not solely who we are. God is always one who will take us back. That's the good news. Hosea wasn't just a doom and gloom prophet. He was one who said, yes, we are unfaithful. You need to know who you are, Israel. You are unfaithful, but I am the God who will take you back and take you back and take you back. Uh, And it was beautiful. So a couple of things I'll point out in this Hosea reading, uh, and then we'll call it good. But it's just so good, and it's things we do today, too, my friends. So the first words, thus says the Lord. Again, a prophet speaks on behalf of God. Um, And and Hosea is no differently. It's not his own words. It would not be my words or your words if we're called to be prophet. And we are, by the way, baptized, priest, prophet, and king. Uh, But we are called to be truth-tellers. Uh, and break illusion and, and break in with truth, because only in truth can we repent. His first words again today are, return, O Israel, to the Lord. Remember? Come back to me. Return, O Israel, to the Lord. You have collapsed through your guilt. Uh, I'm going to jump later. Assyria will not save us, nor shall we have horses to mount. We shall say no more, our God to the work of our hands. Remember that things fell into two categories within this, uh, uh, generally when the, the people of Israel fell away and their unfaithfulness and was one was they trusted in their own creations or in own security and their own uh, devices uh, to be secure and um and the other was in, in, uh, meaning the second of that first one, was trusting in their neighbors to help them. Oh, we have an alliance with Egypt. Egypt will save us. If Assyria comes, or Assyria will stop before our boundaries. I'm going to trust that. I'm going to trust in our own boundaries. Our military is strong enough. We don't have to trust in God. We're going to trust in our military. We're going to trust in our alliance with Egypt. Uh, No longer shall we, I love this line, uh, we shall say no more our God to the work of our hands, uh, that those things that we create become our gods. Now we can look at that and say, Ah, oh, that's so ridiculous. That so many years ago. They did it then. We don't do it now. Really? We don't trust in our alliances and therefore don't worry about God. We don't trust in our military and therefore say we don't need need God. We don't trust in the work of our hands and the things we create are great and uh, the television shows that we create and the movies and the music and the, and the, uh, the automobiles and the rocket ships and the uh, refrigerators and dishwashers and, and what have you, and all look at them and say, we're great and we're in a fine spot and what need have we of anyone else? We do it all the time. All the time. And then, of course, the second was the sexual sin. And Hosea does speak to that in other places, doesn't speak too much to it uh, in today's reading. But I guess I'm going to stop there because I've gone on too long, but it's been so good. I I just want to introduce you to, to prophets and how good they are and what they did and their strength, by the way. But what I think Hosea is inviting us to do today is say, okay, who are you putting your strength in? how are we unfaithful like uh, Hosea's wife, Gomer? That was her name, Gomer. Um, Where do we look for life? And are we as magnanimous as God, as Hosea was, and say, I'll take back those people who have been unfaithful to me? What do we trust in? Do we trust in the work of our hands? Do we trust in our own strength, the strength of our neighbors, the strength of our bank account? the strength of whatever it is we look to for security? Or do we realize our strength is in one place, in one place only, and that is our God? Because that's the truth. When we do that, then we will grow like all those uh, cedars of Lebanon and songs of Lebanon and deep roots and along the, 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 the river and all those things that, that Hosea went on about. When we realize God is our strength, that is true. It is true, brothers and sisters, for us as individuals. But it is true for us communally, whatever that community is again, whether it is our church, whether it is our country, whether it is our city, whether whatever it is. To the degree we trust in God, we will flourish eventually. I mean, again, individually, I can't say that because you know we're going to rise and fall as individuals, um, and and. And things happen, but we know the outcome. We know it. Um, God promises that, uh, that we will flourish. It may not be me. Maybe it's my children or my children's children, but we know the promise is true. Uh, But we are also called to be people of truth, not people of myth, in the worst sense of that myth, of illusion. Let me use that word, of pretense and pretending. May we act out of our role today uh, into which we were baptized and play prophet, but only, only when our God invites us into that uh, and gives us the words and actions to do so. I went long today. My apologies. Um, I'll try to stay shorter, but thank you for being excited about this stuff like I am. Let's pray. And so, my friends, uh, let us begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fifth glorious mystery. Mary is crowned Queen of heaven. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thank you for listening today and being a part of this. Uh, And have the best of weekends. And uh, let's pray for each other. And look forward to breaking open more of God's Word with you next week.